0: Welcome to Episode 1 of the Crisscross Cross Applesauce Podcast, where awesome stories of all shapes and sizes inspire and encourage creativity, compassion, and collaboration. I'm your host, Jane Scott, a school librarian who loves reading, walking, and spending time with my family. I am so excited to share this story with you. The title is Pies from Nowhere, How Georgia Gilmore Sustained the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Written by Dee Romito, illustrated by Laura Freeman, published in 2018 by Little B Books. This book inspired the podcast because I wanted to share Georgia's story. Georgia Gilmore grew up on an Alabama farm where she fed pigs and milked cows. She married and raised a family of her own. Georgia was a no-nonsense kind of person. With her larger-than-life personality, Martin Luther King Jr. nicknamed her Tiny. She worked at the National Lunch Company restaurant in Montgomery, Alabama. Blacks and whites ate at separate counters and tables. This segregation and other unfair treatment of black people made Georgia really mad. Then, on December 1, 1955, Rosa Parks was arrested for refusing to give up her bus seat to a white person. Four days later, the Montgomery bus boycott began. A boycott is when a group of people protest an organization or a company for unfair treatment to another group of people. Protests include not buying products or using services related to the organization or company. Black taxi drivers began charging less money than the buses, and free carpools provided blacks a way to get to and from work shopping, and church. Georgia wanted to help with the boycott, so she started baking pies and cooking other food to sell to raise money to help pay for gas, cars, and car maintenance. Other women joined her, and when asked where her donations came from each week, Georgia just said, from nowhere. The efforts of Georgia and other women working together helped the boycott last for 381 days. All right, crisscross Applesauce listeners, let's welcome Mrs. Katherine Rogers, principal at Legacy Elementary School, as she reads a short passage from Pies from Nowhere. Georgia decided to help the
1: best way she knew how. She worked with a group of women in her community and together they purchased the supplies that they needed bread, lettuce, and chickens, and then off they went to cook. The women brought food to the meetings that followed at the church. They sold sandwiches. They sold dinners in their neighborhoods. As the bus boycotters walked and walked, Georgia cooked and cooked, and boy did the people of Montgomery love her food. Georgia's group donated the profits from their sales to the Montgomery Improvement Association, which helped fund the boycott. But if anyone had found out that these women were involved, they could have lost their jobs. So Georgia ran the operation, and the other women acted as secret helpers. See, the way I figured it, people always had to eat. So I made the pie, said Georgia, The the women sold baked goods to stores, groceries, laundromats, and beauty shops in their neighborhoods. And people paid cash so they would not be connected to aiding the boycott. Sweet potato pie, peach pie, red velvet cake, 7-Up cake. Only Georgia knew who baked them and only Georgia knew who bought them. Every Monday and Thursday, Georgia would go early to the boycott strategy meetings at the church. She walked up to the collection plate and announced how much her group was contributing. There was cheering, there was clapping, there was foot stomping. But whenever people asked where the money came from, she remembered to keep her promise because it was a secret it came from nowhere she would say because of this her brave group of women bakers became known as the club from nowhere so this book is very important to me because i grew up in montgomery and the civil rights boycott happened right there where i grew up and i think why this is such a great story to read to our students today is because miss georgia was just an ordinary person just like you and I, and she used what talent she had to share and help others for what she believed in, and that's one thing that I try to teach our kiddos as I'm sharing the story with them, is that we are all, we all have talents, and we all need to remember to help each other with whatever talents we have, so that is why I like this book so much, and it's so meaningful. Um, Miss Georgia was a great lady, and what a great story.
0: Now we will hear from some of our awesome student readers and get their thoughts on Georgia's creativity, compassion, and collaboration with others. All right, awesome student readers, I have some questions for you. First question, Georgia Gilmore wanted to help with the civil rights movement. How do you think her efforts helped make changes in Montgomery around the country? Do you think the bus boycott could have succeeded without her? Why or why not?
1: Uh, I think it could not have gone without her because she, had, from the money she made from the food she made, were put into donations for the bus boycott and the car turns
0: Here's our next question. Georgia had a lot of problems while helping with the civil rights movement. Tell me about a time. You had a problem and how you solved it.
1: I was baking spaghetti and I'd accidentally put too much um, of the seasoning, and then I noticed that I couldn't go back. And then my mom told me that just put water in it. When I, when I was younger, I used to have like a really clattered um, schedule, so I used to. Ask my mom if she can change our schedule up a little bit. And it took a few weeks, and fortunately we could get the time to do different things, like as a family, like we wanted to.
0: Do you think Georgia Gilmore was a hero? Why or why not? Compare Georgia to other civil rights leaders, like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King junior
1: I think she might not have been better better than Martin Luther King but she could have been better than Rosa Parks but but she helped get give people energy like they could walk during the bus boycott they she also helped people out for having a place that they could all for having a place that they could come and eat and not be judged by their color. Okay. Um, Because um, she had made food that put smiles on people's faces and also helped them give energy for them to walk and raised money for um, the cars to get places that they needed to go. I think she did as much work as everybody else in the civil rights movement because she still did her part She is like everybody else, and she has a big part of it because she helped them get their energy to be able to be um, working hard for what they were doing. I feel like she she did as much as she could, and I really love that she did that because during the book, and it said she, made food at her house. I'm glad that many people could enjoy themselves there without well being judged or put into a different spot than other races.
0: After our Q&A session with author D. Romito, what do you think about the life of a writer? Did anything surprise you? Was there something you thought was especially interesting? About being a writer.
1: Something that was interesting to me is that it's not very easy to write a book because it could take years and months for it to be published and for it to be done, and that's what I've been before i making.
0: Author Dee Romito lives in Buffalo, New York with her husband and two kids and their cats. She loves ice cream and curling up in a comfy chair. Let's welcome Dee Romito, as she talks with some of our fifth graders at Legacy Elementary School and shares writing tips for aspiring writers. Welcome, Mrs. Romito. Thanks for joining us. We really enjoyed meeting Georgia Gilmore through the pages of your book.
2: So, my name is Dee Romito. I know you read one of my books. I'm just going to introduce myself quickly, show you what I do, and then we can talk a little bit and you can ask questions. So I write what are called middle grade books, which would uh, be for a lot of you, and I have four of those, including one that I wrote with six other authors. I also write chapter books. This is my Fort Builder series. I actually just got the fourth book. Last time I talked with your school, I didn't have it yet, but this is the, the latest in the Fort Builder series. And then I write picture books, which you know. This is my first nonfiction picture book, Pies from Nowhere. And next year I have a couple more coming out. One is about straws and the effect plastics have on the environment. And the other is about uh, the first female to fly military aircraft for the United States back in the 1940s. So I'm excited to have those coming out as well. I was a teacher and then I became an author. I have two kids one is in sixth grade and one is in ninth grade, Nathan and Kylie. So I also taught. I taught a little bit of fifth grade. I taught third, fourth, and fifth. I like those. I like those age levels. You guys are fun. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. Do you have questions for me? Do you have questions about the book? I know you've you've read it. I can tell you some some inside secrets or, or what it took me to to write it. But if you have prepared questions or if your teachers want to call on people, we can start there. Yeah, I always uh, have this ready with me to explain. I knew in third grade that I wanted to be a writer. And we had, this is not the actual book because it's kind of falling apart, but we had this book in our district called The Panther's Paws because our our mascot was a panther. And you could enter drawings, you could enter poems and stories. And if you got in, you got a copy of the book and it had your name on it. And this was, okay, I was in third grade, all right? This is my bunny. Can you see my bunny? (laughs) I also got three poems in there with some little drawings. Those are my poems. And my name is there is Deanna Predmore at the time. And I just thought it was the most exciting thing in the world. And someday I wanted to be an author. Well, I became a teacher instead. Um, but then when I was home with my kids, my son um, asked me a question and it just sparked an idea. And I thought, you know, I always wanted to write a book. I'm going to do it. And I just started going to conferences and reading and doing things online to learn. You have to learn how to write a book. And I did that, and that's how I started writing for the goal of um pu- have published books that people could buy. What
1: is your favorite
2: book that you've written so far? That's a question I get asked a lot too, and it's a very, very hard question to answer. There's something I love about each one, obviously, or I, I wouldn't have written it, but so the answer I usually give, I don't know that I have a favorite book. If I had, if you made me pick, I'd probably pick Pies From Nowhere because I just think Georgia is so fascinating but i do have a favorite character that i've written and that's kenzie in no place like home there's just something about her that when i when i read parts of this book i just think oh kenzie you know there's she's it's a story about a girl who She's she's lost her mom and she travels around the country with her dad for his job. They don't really have they don't have a home. They live in hotels and she gets to go to middle school for six weeks. And she's so excited that she tries everything but doesn't tell anybody she's leaving. So she gets in a little bit of trouble. But there's just something special about Kenzie to me. So she is my favorite character. How do
1: you get your inspiration?
2: Good question. Uh, Inspiration and ideas are sometimes the same thing and sometimes two different things. Inspiration is what makes me want to write, um, and ideas is getting the well, the idea and the thoughts and the story to write. So the inspiration honestly comes from you guys. From I get letters sometimes and emails, and I hear from kids that they're reading the books, so or they love this, or are you writing another one of this? That's what keeps me doing it, but also that I'm I'm really excited to write them. So when I find a story that I'm interested in. I'm excited to sit down and start typing and planning it out. So that's really the inspiration. And ideas come from all over the place. I mean, this one, Fort Builders, I was trying to think of an idea for a chapter book series. And guess what was right in front of me in my living room? I should hold up the first one. A box fort. (laughs) Because I thought, what do kids like to do these days? And my kids had just made a box fort. So that's where this idea came from. This idea came from a movie that I watched because it was about a man who traveled around the country and lived in hotels. And I thought, well, could you do that if you had kids? Sort of a what if, you can ask yourself, what if? So ideas and inspiration kind of come from all over the place. How many books have I written? So that's kind of a two-part answer. I have nine published books right now, but I've probably written, because I write, a lot of times I write a lot of picture books or which are shorter, or I write, um, doesn't mean they're easier, but they're shorter. Or I write books that I don't finish. I'll write a few chapters and maybe go back to it later. So I'm, I estimate that I've written somewhere between 25 and 30 books. But not all of them have been published. I have nine published right now. What
1: inspired
2: you to make the book Pies from Nowhere? So with Pies from Nowhere, my kids and I were reading about uh, the Montgomery Bus Boycott on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I wish I had saved it. But at the time, you don't know that you're going to write a book about it. There was one line about a woman named Georgia Gilmore and and how she helped the bus boycott. And that was it. And I thought, wow, I've never heard of her. And I started researching a little bit more and a little bit more. And the more I learned about her, the more fascinating it got. And I was just amazed. And I thought to myself, why don't I know about this woman? People need to know about this woman. Kids need to know about this woman. And that's one of the best parts of this book coming out is that I hear from teachers and kids and families all over the place that they now know who Georgia Gilmore is. They didn't know who she was. I see people teaching other kids about who Georgia Gilmore was or posting about Georgia Gilmore. There's been different articles and things about her. And I just think that's so amazing. So the world needed to know about this woman, didn't they? She's pretty incredible. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stories that are there and we just haven't heard them all. We haven't heard about all these different people because we hear about maybe one or two people that were the leaders. And that's important. But we don't always hear about the other people that contributed. And that's what I love about that, too, that we can all do our part. I think that's what this, this story teaches us, that we can all we all have our skills and our talents and we can all contribute in some way. Even if, if even if it feels small, it can it can be a big, big help.
1: It, has doing research on the book ever taken longer than writing the actual book
2: yes <laughs> um, definitely the non-fiction books so this one you know of i don't i don't have anything to show you for the others but um there's so the one i'm writing on the the female pilot that one i had to do a lot of reading and a lot of searching for newspaper um, newspaper clips and videos and all kinds of things you have to kind of find the story because it's there, but if you just write down all the facts that you learned, that's not really a good story, right? So you have to read enough and learn enough about the person or the thing you're writing about before you can really write it. So with nonfiction, for sure, the, the research probably takes longer than writing the book.
1: What would you say to someone who wants to write a book?
2: I say, go for it. So there's, you have to have patience and you have to be willing to read it more than once. That's for sure because if you just write it and you don't know what's written, that's a start. Um, but if you, wanna, if you wanna write a book so that other people can read it, you need to make sure that it makes sense and it's interesting and you have good characters. So yes, go for it, you can do it, uh, but you have to be ready for a little bit of hard work in there too, to go along with all the creativity.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Mrs. Ramido. We very much enjoyed your visit and look forward reading more of your stories. For more information about D. Romito's books, go to the show notes on our website or visit dromito.com for more information and books by D. Romito. I hope you enjoyed learning about Georgia's creative way to fund the boycott drivers, her compassion for her community, and her learning to collaborate with others both black and white, working toward a common goal of peace and equality. Mm -hmm. Check out Pies from Nowhere, how Georgia Gilmore sustained the Montgomery bus boycott at Legacy's library or your local school or public library. You can also find the read-aloud version on the Epic app. Information referenced in this podcast was found in the author's notes. Thoughts and opinions of the book are personal to each commentator and are not necessarily supported by Madison County School System. Thank you for joining me, Jane Scott, on this episode of Crisscross Applesauce. Thanks to all who participated in the podcast. And remember, we can all use a little creativity, compassion, and collaboration in our lives. This episode's challenge is to find something you believe in and decide how you can make a difference in your world. Until next time, happy reading!